Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm having the honor to host tonight, and I'm with my good friends John Rowe and Sue. Hello. Hey there. And, uh, yeah, tonight we're, uh, well, we're going to talk all about that uh, debt ceiling arrangement, which is either a great coup for uh, uh, President Biden or else a disgusting betrayal of everything he, you know, stood for when he got elected and possibly maybe both <laughs> we'll see there's no middle ground yes he's the um, devil or he's god himself yes dark brandon activate Jesus. so <laughs> so yeah um but uh we would certainly love to hear from our listeners as they sound off on uh what they think about what we're talking about or what we should talk about or uh, you know, things that are going on in general, or maybe just the fact that it's June now. Oh, We're geez. already approaching the halfway mark of 2023. How the heck did that happen? It was already I... 91 today. Yeah. It was 91. It's just June right now. Yeah. I'm gonna melt. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. gonna straight up melt into the ground. Um, goodbye, everybody. Yep. I'll see you in a few months. <laughs> well, don't worry that that old hat you've been wearing around. I'll I'll hang on to it and I'll build a snowman up in Svalbard and you can be up there. Well, I said I'd be back someday and that someday is probably like November. Uh, don't you thumpity, frown. Thumpity thump thump. <laughs> That's my head against the wall. So, um happy Pride Month. John the snowman. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> happy Pride Month everybody. Happy Pride Month. That's that's all I got. It's I'm just, you know, happy No, Pride yeah. Month. Uh, I, please uh, now that we've said that, please don't um storm the the radio station and and threaten us cuz we're not there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys hear about Target? I did. I did. And well, light. And and oh. And if listeners want to complain to us about how woke or unwoke we are, uh, email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. That's our website, which also has recordings of the show and other episodes and all kinds of good stuff. Anyway, yes, if you target. If you email in to call us woke or not woke, you need to include a definition of woke mm. without using current events to describe it. Please. Or else we will not read your email. <laughs> Have you seen the most recent from Trump? He's 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 right along with you right now, genre. He's he's saying that pe people are using the word who don't know how to define it. I was shocked. I hate, it's just I, a buzzword, yeah. I hate that I agree with Trump. Yeah, with something. Yep. It's just. I think he's taking on DeSantis. I think that he's trying to undermine him because yeah. he uses woke every other sentence. Was it a noun, a verb, and woke? They used to say about Giuliani and out of urban and nine eleven. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's everything yeah. he'd say. <laughs> the Sandista yeah. is woke every third sentence. So, 
I think he, I think you're right. I think he's because he like everybody's saying that DeSantis is his most like likely challenger. So I think that what he's doing is he's trying to chip away at his identity because DeSantis's identity is just that, just being mad at the quote unquote woke mob. And yeah. that's 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 what he's got. That's all he's got. Um, the stuff that he's been saying that he's going to do when he gets into office or if he gets he says when I get into office is basically that like bans on gender affirming care and pardoning the January 6th people um, like a, and just like Banning going books. after the woke mob yep. or whatever that means so. Yeah, Trump's trying to chip away at him, which is smart. I mean, Trump is Trump is a good campaigner. Yep, he's a, he's, he's a very good campaigner. Like that's that's he his knows wheelhouse. how to hit back. Exactly. And, yeah, and he's attacking yeah. arguably for for Republicans, anyways. What is DeSantis's strength? Mm-hmm. And Pence is going to get in the race soon, but he never hits back. Yeah, <laughs> I don't Mike know what that's going to be. I, I, you know, if, you know, there's something about Mike Pence, there's this sense that he's a bit of a pod person or something and just going into declaring in this election. It's like, what, in what universe do you think you have a chance at winning? For real. Yeah. It's, I guess, I guess, you know, he, he's, he's seeing that there is a, the the possibility of making some real money as a candidate because I understand some people uh, do run for office that way because it raises your profile you you you've got all the the super PACs throwing money around it's just a way to line your pockets and yeah, and, and then uh, build your celebrity you yes and be president indeed. for four years and hate yourself yes. for it. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, former President Trump hates himself for a lot of reasons. I, I think yeah. that's way down on the list. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the thing about Pence uh, is when he's not playing second fiddle, he can be really canny. Um, yeah, he did a lot of stuff in Indiana. Seven, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew a thing. Um, he he did a lot <laughs> of stuff in Indiana that was um, that was really harmful. Uh, and and really terrible. Like I know a few people that live there. Um, I think that's why they had to a get out. But you know, like um, that's why they had an HIV outbreak there, right? Because he cut funding I, for public health. Yeah, exactly. Like he hmm. he's he's a guy that speaks softly and then swings a huge stick. Like he he just knocks things down um, that are already working. You know, so. I like if if wait. So you're saying he's like a petulant cat on the on the on the kitchen table when uh, you haven't put out the food dish fast enough? Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> Why not? Why not? You know. Um. But yeah, the um he he if if he if if Trump and and DeSantis weren't in the race, um, and he didn't have this profile of being trump's vice president then he like if he won it would be it would be bad it would it would it would be definitely bad but he's he's gonna run and he's going to try to get the religious right that's what he's gonna try to get and and that's that's going to strip 
those votes away from DeSantis and Trump and whoever, um, because he's like the only actual religious person running right now. Like devout, 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 you know, like that's part of his identity, you know, I, you know, I really don't know that that's going to make a difference. Well, I mean, he's um, going to try. I didn't say it's definitely yes. going to happen. <laughs> he's yes. not a good campaigner. <laughs> he's he's if, not. Yeah. So it, 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 if he succeeds, if his campaign is successful, it will be at uh, by stripping away those votes. You're right. Yeah. I, I think that's what he's trying to do. That's his way in getting like actually giving religious conservatives a candidate that they actually will will want to vote for instead of just he's the Republican, so we have to vote for him or whatever, even though he's an adulterer and adulterer and just jack, you know, like <laughs> like uh they, they overlook a lot, especially for the for the last like few presidents they they overlook. So um yeah, I think I think that's that's what he's going to try to do, and he might succeed in in some of that. So I don't know. Well, well he hasn't announced yet, but CNN's giving him a town hall next Wednesday. I think it is mm-hmm. on at prime time. You know, like they did with Trump. Yeah. Well, he's going to yeah. announce next week. Where are yeah, they going to so find before Wednesday? Where are they going to find a room full of people who are uh, enthusiastic about Mike Pence? Oh, they'll find him evangelicals, just like you said. Plus, he was a talk show host. Plus, he's got a certain following. Yeah. Huh. Not, thing, yeah. Sorry, Sue. What were you saying? I was going to say, it's not a strong national following, but he's got a following. Yeah. For sure. And huh. I think they're going to do it in Iowa. I forget where they said. I should have paid more attention. Nikki Haley has one this Sunday. She actually is in the race. And I, I don't know when they're going to do Asa Hutchinson because he's already announced too. And then Chris Christie's going to announce on Tuesday, according to some press reports. So we'll see if that happens. Hmm. Interesting. But, you don't have so, any inside skinny on that? I don't. I don't. I wish I did. I mean, it was reported by, I think, The Guardian or somebody. So it, it I thought they probably announce it closer to when he was, you know, going to announce it, but they, they got out of the bag somehow. It was a super PAC that formed for him. And, um, that's, that's sort of what tipped the, tipped his hand. There's mm. a big super PAC. I thought he was just forming a super PAC because you can do that and then influence elections sort of without any, um, you know, no, no, um, Boss. transparency. Well, he, he can pivot <laughs> no from one to the other as well. So yep. he could he yep. could declare it could fizzle out, and you know, like like Scott Walker, uh, one time governor of uh, Wisconsin, did Minnesota, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Sorry, no, you're right, Wisconsin. Oh no, thank you. Well, and uh, Tim Scott yeah. is not Tim Scott, um, fellow from South Carolina. Tim I should Scott. know his name. He's the the senator from Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina. I believe that's him. Yes, yeah. he's, he's running. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, he's in. Well, he hasn't. He's he in the exploratory committee. No. Yeah. So he hasn't yeah. technically announced yet. So anyway, so the, the, the field's getting really not, huge. I'm trying. I bet the Republicans are trying to get him to not do that because then they wouldn't have any black people in the Senate. Hmm. He's oh, good the point. only black re- Republican in the Senate. 
That's it. Well, when Kamala Harris hmm. left, that there's no black women in the Senate either. Democrats. Oh, jeez. So, Wait, so really? Get, yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, they're saying you're right. I was I was saying, what about Barbara Gavin, Lee? No, you're right. She's a congresswoman. She's wow. A, she's yeah. Okay. So everybody saying, sucks. Yeah, Gavin Newsom. They're saying is going to if he appoints uh, her Lee Representative Lee to the Diane Feinstein seat if she steps down, which there's no indication she's going to. Uh, and he's promised to uh, to uh, appoint a, a black woman as senator. So. Wait, who's not going to step down? Uh, Diane Feinstein, Feinstein. Oh, in California. Yeah, but if she did, then people are saying the pressure's on him to to uh, appoint her. Although there's a rumor that he's going to appoint Oprah, and she wouldn't run. She just, oh you know, she'd fill out the term as a hold placekeeper. We we forgot some people. Um, well, we have forgotten Corey. Marianne Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. No, Cory Booker. And Raphael oh, Warnock. Oh, oh, in the Senate. Yeah. Yeah, men. Those are men. No, last just, time I the, checked. I was saying like black people. They like oh, um yeah. Oh, oh, is yeah, the yeah. only black person in the in, Republican. In the Republican Senate. I'm not yeah, talking about like black side. women specifically, but like there's there's two black guys at least. Yeah. Um Yeah, and they're Democrats. So, yep. There's no, no black yeah, women once Kamala Harris left. Yeah. So well, you know. Um and I don't know that uh, I don't know that uh, you know I don't know if uh, black is exactly the right term, but in terms of people of color, uh, there's Maisie Hirono from Hawaii. Um, yeah, Asian, Pacific Asian. Yeah, and um, oh, I can't remember her name. Tammy Duckworth, mm. um, woman of East Filipina Asian. ancestry. Oh, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. Philippine. Okay, well, that's East Asia. You yeah, know, or Pacific Rim, you know, broadly speaking. Uh, so Does she have a robot? I <laughs> don't know that she has a robot. I know she has two prosthetic legs. In the Pacific Rim. Oh, oh, oh. A great That's where movie. the robots came from. Oh, my yeah, God. I would love to see Tammy Duckworth driving a giant robot and punching out uh, Kaiju. <laughs> we need to. We need I to realize that. Like, I, I, I realize she's a, she's a mom with a young kid at home and a busy Senate schedule. But still, you know, she used to fly helicopters in combat. I bet she could do it. <laughs> they, I mean, she she lost her legs in combat. So yeah. now she can remove like prosthetics and just plug in. To a, Some other to device. A Gundam. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's an image. If I if I ever lost my legs, then I would want like plugs, like yeah. where my legs used to be, so I can just and just plug into like a vehicle. Yeah, like a <laughs> like a giant robot. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, if Elon Musk could actually build something like that, I would forgive him almost everything. Nope, I wouldn't get in that thing. That would be dangerous and it would explode. No. But, but speaking of that, the, yes. the, the FDA has granted him the, the, the right to start human trials on his cybernetic like brain implant thing. No. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm really? Gonna I'm going to double check. Because like... <laughs> That is no, 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 no. I mean, human trials have I mean, they been? 
Yep. Have they been doing animal testing, for God's sakes? No, they've I been doing it's... human. They've, they've got a couple of guys, I think, that they did two implants with. <laughs> I think two yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, they got. They, and one of them can walk. One of the one of the guys can walk after being um, paralyzed from the waist down. Oh my God! Yeah, he got he got um he got approval from from the uh, FDA to to conduct its first inhuman okay. clinical study. Yep, an inhuman clinical study. <laughs> I, I know that's not what, <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, given Mr. Musk, I don't doubt it. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah, I think the two guys that can walk it, the, the device is external to them. Mm-hmm. But there's like things in their muscles and in their brain. And it goes out to a computer. Whereas I think his FDA thing is for something that's more self-contained. Yeah, that's the idea. So you could go all William Gibson cyberpunk because you could like, you know, have your brain interface directly with the web or something. Yeah. Well, yep. interface directly with the prosthetics. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's ostensibly to help like brain injury and and stuff like that. But, you know, that's not what Elon is, is thinking. He wants to. Yeah. He wants to be he wants to be actual. He's, he he's wants to be neuromancer. 2077. 20. Yeah. <laughs> like he's he's looking to do actual cyberpunk 2077. Yep. Yep. <laughs> or whatever the latest edition it's a brave is. Brave new world we're in. It's a brave new world. And Especially if such, Elon Musk is such convincing the FDA. Weird nerds, if you want to defend Elon Musk, then uh email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. <laughs> um I won't believe you, but I'll read your letters on the air, I promise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, assuming they're you know not full of profanity, and uh, yeah, and you can also explain why unions are bad and why you don't support the WGA and uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, I just I, one of the things we wanted to mention. Just shout out to the Writers Guild. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't want to speak for everybody here, but I support the writers and their and the uh, actors and other uh, uh, entertainment personnel. Uh, striking against the producers, squeezing them out of all the money and uh, denying them residuals and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, and the, and the fact they don't get streaming streaming uh, payments, residuals. So uh, here's a question for you guys. I've been pondering this. Maybe you know the answer to Ooh, it. Ponders. Why is mm. why is it that all my favorite late night comedy shows are off the air because of the writers' strike, but the news is not? Who's writing for the news? reporters is it is it a different is it a different um i don't know that union? reporters belong to the D- writers guild of america they don't um but because but the writers guild of a- and then there's show the people that do the news shows because they're mostly entertainment now so they've got to have some writers in there that oh are- they 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 do but the, the 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 logic of the writers guild of america is people who are writing fiction and entertainment and in theory anyways journalism is something different yeah the in theory the the thing is that when you're if you're a news show that's not and that's not entertainment that's a news show so the people that work on news shows there they would be journalists reporters or uh researchers things like that that's who writes for like news shows even if it's shows like entertainment or something 
um, or entertain tonight. Entertainment yeah, tonight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Enter- well, enter- yeah. yeah, entertainment tonight could like it, it falls in that gray area, or they could be hiring scabs. Who knows? But um, the WGA is specifically for um, movies, uh, like entertainment movies and TV, like Hollywood stuff. So yeah, um, movies, like, television, radio to the extent that still happens. People writing for web series. Web you series know. does not count if unless it's part of a uh, a network or something like that. This is why your your favorite YouTube shows that support the um, the WGA have not uh, stopped producing things. They're not interesting. Like, yeah, um, like well, there's a um, at the moment. I don't know that they're allowed to join the WGA. Yeah, that well, yeah, because they're because like the bargaining unit is defined. So you know, yeah. a newspaper columnist, you know, Rachel Maddow can't join the WGA because she does a show on MSNBC because it's journalism, not right. entertainment. If, if a, she um, were to start writing scripts, spec scripts for, you know, West Wing Two, Bartlett Boogaloo, um, <laughs> uh, you know, then she could join the WGA. <laughs> So what about all the documentary documentaries and all that stuff? Those are writers, and that's a that's the writers guild. That might well be. I can look it up. Kibosh. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Um, yeah. One important one important thing with just making sure everybody understands, like with the uh, web series, online stuff. um, The I know, like if you ever watched cracked um, videos, like after hours and and obcd and stuff like that like um daniel o'brien and soren Bowie, they are uh, daniel o'brien is is one of the head writers at last week tonight and soren Bowie is uh, a, a writer on american dad they are both on strike they are that's both why there's still... no last week tonight for a month exactly um and they are but they are producing their podcast quick questions with with daniel and soren so, oh, interesting. That like podcasting, YouTube, things like that. That is not covered under the WGA. You can still produce content like that, but the um, but you can't work in TV and movies. Yep. So, <clears throat> um, I can't remember what I was going to say there. <laughs> back, back to the debt ceiling or impact. <laughs> Well, we're 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 almost to the uh, end of the first half. Maybe we'll talk a bit about Ken Paxton and get move on to the debt ceiling. But yeah, you know, like that writer's strike means that I don't have anything else to say. You know, it's like my script has run out. Oh my god. <laughs> um. What was that movie where the the they just he did he said whatever they told him? I forget you know what? the movie. Anchorman. With Ron Burgundy, yeah, yeah. With, I um, tell why. Um, Will Ferrell, yeah. The WGA uh, East, at the very least, it represents writers in film, television, radio, news, and online media. News, really? Yeah. Oh. See, that's why I can't figure out why all these news shows are still on the air. That's, so, oh, well. They might well, be... They might be. I mean, like the people that are. I think the are, strike is Writers Guild West on the on the West Coast. No, it's it's both. Oh, okay then. I yeah, because the New York shows are off the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, and maybe there's a window where the reporters actually are writing their own stuff for change. That's. I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, actors can 
um, improv like actually they 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 can improvise because they're not part of the writers union, but um, there are some actors that also write that that shouldn't be doing stuff like. Um, anyway, so they, there are there are people that are writing the line. Um, so, but yeah, the, uh, it it looks like I'm sure that the um, that people in news they the people that are writing the news they're they're considered journalists um and i don't know it's it's very complex <laughs> so, yeah um can you imagine yeah. if the news went off the air it might be nice for a change i shouldn't say that well i'm particularly amazed <laughs> you know like the argument that journalism should continue and that that isn't covered like writers journalists might be members of the writers guild of america in terms of oh i'm writing a book about president trump's foreign policy well i can't do that right now because wga is on strike but i could still do the 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 nightly you know newscast you know our top story tonight blah 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 so yeah. you know there might well be an an exception for actual news reporting just the way they understand it though that does mean I still don't know why Fox News isn't off the air because I mean, you know, they actually do news during all the day. Fiction. Sure, they do. <laughs> they do. They do news during the day, and because they have a very clear delineation, as they said, news up, up until like six p.m. and then entertainment, technically, like not technically, but entertainment and like personality stuff after 6 p.m. That's that's where that's where the news stops, where the actual news and reporting stops. I'm not saying it's good reporting. I'm not saying it's good journalism. It's when the news goes to die. <laughs> yeah, it's the their best reporters have left. So um but yeah that that's they do actually do You saying Tucker Carlson was one of their best reporters? Yep. <laughs> Low bar he damns with faint praise. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and so we should actually, we're just right here at the halfway point of the show. Um, and, and we did not talk about the death ceiling at all yet. So we'll come back with that uh, for with more on civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. We're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs right now. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player, each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow doing the show with John and Sue. And uh, hey, how about the non-collapse of the world economy because the United States isn't defaulting on its sovereign debt? You mean the man-made crisis that didn't have to happen? That one, yes. Mm. Indeed. I, I'm very pleased. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm very pleased that uh, uh, people who live on, you know, investments and whatnot won't suddenly be uh, destitute. Uh, For some reason, that matters a lot to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Show us your cards, Michael. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I got to say, I am glad that a general economic collapse hasn't happened. This is something we talked about last week, and I think there are a lot of reasons why it would have been a terrible idea to let it happen. And so I'm glad it's not. But uh, there there are people who are not entirely happy with the deal. So maybe we should talk about that. So you're assuming that... By the time this show airs Friday night, that the Senate will have done its thing. Yes. Because they haven't done it yet. <laughs> right. Um, and they are, there were 60 amendments and they're down to 10 amendments and you think it'll just happen. And so Friday night we'll be home free. Okay. I, I'll agree I th- with you. I think in the end, the Senate is full of rich old men who don't want to rock that particular boat. Um. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And Biden, of course, will sign it as soon as they're done. Sure. So. You know, his yeah. his team negotiated the deal. So, yes, absolutely. So yeah. uh, what do you guys think about it? Uh, well, we should... Obviously, obviously, there's a there's a there's an upside to it. But, uh, you know, not having a global economic crisis. But, uh, yeah, we uh, should um, go through devils like... in the details. Yes. So so devil it up there, genre. All right. So um, the the major, major part is that they are raising the debt ceiling for two years. So we won't go through this next year during a presidential election. Thank God. You meant suspending, suspending. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's which is different from raising it. Oh, no, I, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they didn't well, pick a number. They just said we're going to suspend it. Yeah. Hopefully, they, it's too too bad it couldn't just be suspended and be done with it. But they didn't. Uh, two years, right, to the middle of uh, January Until, in twenty twenty five. Yes. Um, 
suspend mm. yeah it's sus- thank you very much yeah it's suspending the debt limit till 2025 um the so going down the line uh, another big part of it is that um the uh federal spending uh non like um discretionary spent non-discretionary let me double check uh non-discretionary so, spending that the federal government has to do like okay, medicare so just, and social security discretionary spend non-military discre- discretionary uh spending is capped at current levels um or at 20 yeah at current at current levels so they can't spend more than that for two years um which so i think affect I, I the budget i'm sorry it'll come up so that'll affect the budget that they negotiate yes next year yeah yes, so that's a so cap both both parties it'll um limit federal budget growth to one percent for the next six years um but that won't be enforceable until 2025 um the republicans wanted the the cap to be at like 20 22 levels because they're capping it for as what we have now, but they wanted to cap yeah. last year when it was when it was um, shorter, when it was smaller, lower. Man, vocab today. Um, Before the Inflation <laughs> Reduction Act and and uh, exactly. the Biden infrastructure plan and the infrastructure, yeah. Um, so that would care. have eliminated. What were we saying? I sir? was going to say that that would have eliminated all of Biden's um, successes had had my party been able to hold it to that, and they weren't able to. Yeah, so Biden's got all his initiatives. Um, Veterans care. Uh, They it is fully going to fund medical care for veterans because that was actually a sticking point that uh, veterans care is part of the discretionary budget. And that might have not been funded. And that would be horrible. So, um, yeah, so so veterans care is going to be the uh, unspent covid money. There is about $30 billion in unspent COVID uh, relief money uh, that Congress has approved, and they are taking that back. Take all that money back or take that take that money out of that um, that pot and put it into, you know, other pot and everything like that. They're going to cancel. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I, this is um, free. They're clawing back the money that hasn't been spent yet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're putting it money. in general. General revenues, which is interesting, because they could have clawed it back and applied it to the debt, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's mm. yeah, it's very interesting. Biden Biden got a lot of what he wanted, actually. Yeah, my understanding my is opinion. that he can use that 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 clawback to essentially uh, uh, fill in the gaps on on the uh, sort of the 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 spending yeah. lip freeze that the Republicans have have asked for. So yeah, one of the well, at, yeah. Sorry, I, I was going to say, I, I apologize. My That's brain okay. is not working very fast tonight. Um, so that means that if we had another pandemic, they could reappropriate it to the new pandemic. So that's a good thing. Yes. In case we had a new, you know, another wave or something. I think they'd have to legislate have to that vote. again. Yeah, they'd have to vote, but it's not. Yeah. It, it's in the it's in the pile of money. It just would have to be appropriated to that line. So interesting. Um, Sorry to digress. That's hmm. okay. Uh, the next thing is IRS funding. This is something that Republicans have been really, really hot on. Uh, the eighty billion dollars that was um, uh, 
spent like um sent to um to the irs for upgrades in in technology uh different like better customer service more agents to um to investigate people that are cheating on taxes the rich people and so they're taking 20 billion dollars from that 80 billion they're taking that back yeah (laughs) hopefully somebody will still answer the phone because man it's been bad you couldn't get a person on the phone yeah, it from could the have IRS. Been, that could have been much better with the with that money. Yeah, you know they could uh, hire new people and actually buy computers that that were made after 1986. It would have been really cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with an 8086 chip. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sue. <laughs> they were perfectly good no use no need to retire them i'm yeah kidding. they're perfectly no. good they can run windows 3.11 just fine no um, it's dos at that point <laughs> so um the uh they also changed some work requirements for food for snap um like food stamps like used to be one uh the republicans hated that but um they uh changed the maximum age to for um for worker highs. So you have to be either looking for work or you have to have a job. Uh from fifty to fifty-four. So that's an extra four years that people that can't work um have to have a job to receive a, a food assistance. Excellent. Um unless they're oh. veterans or something else. They, were, they yep. made a couple of exceptions, veterans, which was actually uh, veterans, homeless people, and people aging out of foster care. So if you're if you are in foster care, you weren't um, adopted, then you and then you turn eighteen, you're not in the foster care program anymore. You're an adult. So they, so people just coming out of foster care don't have to have that. Um, requirement homeless people veterans so i heard a bottom line number that i think this is correct you guys may know that actually it seemed like they were expanding the work requirement by going up to age 54 but because the other groups that were exempted it's actually a net gain for people having snap benefits without having to work it was sort of like somebody did all the math and said Actually, the way this comes out is if because people are in two groups, they might be a veteran and have mental health issues, or they might be, you know, 53, but also a veteran. So that the expansion actually was, when you really did it, the math, the expansion was larger than the the reduction. So it actually expanded coverage of SNAP, which I thought was interesting. Because, you know... I don't know if you can really think about it that way because those groups that we're talking about don't over, they might not overlap, you know, like there could be veterans that are over 50, but there are many, there are more ve- people over 50 that are not veterans. Yeah. They, so they were saying I mean, if you put everybody yeah. in the same pile, then yes, it would, there would be more reduction at, and in one some places and an increase in others, but they're not in the same pile. They're different people. Yeah. Well, they were saying that the exempted group was the net effect was that it was actually an expansion of benefits. More people would, could get them. I would prefer just an expansion of benefits 
Yeah, this was like a card trick, I guess it is was. what they were saying. Yeah, <laughs> that Biden yeah. actually, it worked out, I, I guess is the bottom line. What I'm The headline of what I'm trying to say is that it worked out for Biden, even though it expanded four years <clears throat> of um, age. It also would make changes to the temporary assistance to needy families program, which gives mm-hmm. cash aid to families with children. Uh, so it would make adjustments to the credit that allows states to require fewer recipients to work. So readjusting that to make it harder for states to avoid. Basically, the law now says like if you're if you're going to use this federal program, if a state is going to use this federal program, then it'll be harder for them to give waivers for people to not have to work because they Mm. like uh, some states did that a lot like they would say okay this has work requirements but because we are going to make a law in let's say massachusetts that no we are going to reduce the um the amount of work requirements or this these these groups of people don't have to work or something like that um they could give waivers. So now it's going to be harder for states to do that if they're using the federal the federal um, program. So that's yeah. a tightening? Yes. Tightening of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will keep people from, from, from these programs because those people that are getting the waivers right now, they're not working for a reason. Yeah. So... <laughs> Now they would not be able to get this these this money if that if that if that affects them. Um, Probably affects Massachusetts, right? Because we're always very generous. Affects everybody, really. Like, but it's certainly an attempt by uh, Republicans to attack states like Massachusetts that are California, uh, blue states, basically less stingy in handing out benefits to people who need them. Uh, yeah. I don't want to, you know, I'm not, I'm sure there are real problems with how we handle benefits in Massachusetts, even so. But, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we're doing a better job of it than, say, Arkansas. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Some well, states a, might abandon, like, some of these pro- programs entirely. Sure. Um, which sucks I mean, for people. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, let, let's face it, you know, like, if there's any group of people who are who have the time and energy uh, and mental bandwidth to deal with complicated restrictions on getting benefits. It's people who are uh, uh, sick, disabled, mentally ill, and uh, otherwise just struggling to stay alive uh, while living in poverty. Like yeah. all of that makes it so much easier. Exactly. Yeah. I, That's I, It's all their fault. Um, so it does speed up energy pro- uh, projects. Um, one of the, oh, the permitting, yeah. Mm. Well, uh, place changes on the National Environmental Policy Act for the first time in nearly four decades that would de- designate a single lead agency to develop and schedule environmental reviews in hopes of streamlining the process. Basically, they want energy companies to be like, "We want to drill here, or, or we want to build a pipeline here," and a lot of these projects have been held up, especially under democratic um, administrations. They're like, you need to do a ton of environmental stuff because we're kind of worried about the pipe bursting 
and you know, and they're and they're like, oh, you have we to work to with the de- now. you know, you have to work with the Department of Labor, the Department of Commerce, the Department of Interior, and I mean the Energy Department mostly does nuclear stuff, but in yeah. the community, and yeah. of course also the states and f- local things and whatnot. So yeah, so now it's a yeah. single lead agency to develop and schedule the reviews, and also simplify some of the requirements for environmental reviews. So it basically it's taking mansion? away. Um, yeah, one of the one of the big things about this section is that it is allowing uh, it, it gets special special treatment to the natural gas pipeline that Mansion has been banging on about for years, <laughs> um, for for a long time. The Mountain Valley Pipeline. This has been held up, and he has been trying to get this done for a while, and now he's now it's going to be able to go through. It's going to approve all of the permits. It's just going to be like, here, you're done. Go for it. You know, Senator Manchin doesn't have all that much money, just a few hundred million dollars. So, like, he really needs uh, the windfall this is going to give him. Because the the Democrats have – this is – we're recording Thursday night. The Democrats have one amendment that they're going to introduce. Is this the Bernie amendment where they're going to, like, torment Manchin over it? Tim Kaine, I thought actually. it was Senator Tim Kaine. Oh, Tim yeah. Kaine. Tim Kaine. Tim, Tim Kaine is to introduce an amendment that says uh, that is basically taking that part out, the the natural but they, gas. They can't plan. because then I'll have to go back to the House and we'll default, right? Because I can't do it in time. So is it yeah. more of a performative that they're just saying, Mansion, we hate this? <laughs> and, the, and trying. One of the things is that everybody's thinking that, um, like, it's the we're recording recording on the first right now, and it, like the the date that everybody's saying that we have to do it by is by the fifth, so they're gonna be taking it right up to the red line, even though that is a an estimated date. It could be tomorrow that we have to default, you know. So they're really playing with fire, um, doing doing that stuff. I don't think it's gonna go through. Um, I think it's just like a, mm, I don't like it, you know, um, student loans. Yeah. I, I don't think it'll go through either. It's probably something th- that they can performatively vote for the, the few of them that are worried about, uh, yeah. being primaried from the left and say, see, you know, I voted against this. Mm-hmm. So just to defend Janet Yellen for two seconds, the debt that's due like this first week in, in June, yep. a hundred billion in social security checks, 47 billion in Medicare provider payments, Twelve billion in veterans benefits, four billion in federal workers' salaries, one billion in tax refund checks. So, and there's a big uh, amount of money coming in on June fifteenth, but also the interest payment is due on June fifteenth. So she wasn't kidding. I just have to say that out loud because my party's been so terrible on that. Just saying that it's a made-up number, and it is not made up anyway sorry the the debt limit's a made-up number but yeah thank you i didn't actually know what those numbers were sue that's as usual there you are doing the homework (laughs) (laughs) i watch too much c-span for sure but it's it's really too much c-span i mean really well (laughs) i I like to think of it you're watching for all three of us so (laughs) there we go (laughs) doing the work of three well and And they keep saying, my party keeps saying, oh, but we get all these receipts in on the 15th and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you guys, you don't do the homework, not you, the Congress. Oh, no, I didn't know do the homework. your numbers. Yeah. And they <laughs> yeah. just disparage Janet Yellen. And, like, she's one of the straightest shooters there is. So it's yeah. just, which is why, what's his name, used to rely on her. 
I can't remember Bernanke. Yeah. And the oh, guy before yeah. him, I, uh, um, I can't. Bernanke. The Federal Reserve. Yeah, and the guy before him was um, Greenspan. Oh, Alan yeah, Greenspan. Greenspan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ayn Rand's yeah. disciple. Well, and Janet Yellen was Janet yeah. Yellen was the secret weapon. So, my opinion. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, student loans. Um, they are clawing back uh, the money that uh, was set aside for for basically they're unsuspending the student loans because they have been suspended because of the emergency, uh, mm-hmm. because of the pandemic, uh, ostensibly. So that's done. Well, should, and should that happen even because the COVID emergency is over? I mean, isn't it time to, for people to start paying their loans again? No. If they're going to pay them. No, I did forgive them. I, well, I I think there should be should be some serious loan forgiveness. Also, the 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 COVID emergency being over, it's we're certainly not in the situation we were in uh, three years ago in June of 2020. But um, you know, uh, COVID deaths are on track to be about fifty to sixty thousand this year, and. Uh, I haven't had a chance to, to double check this, but uh, somebody, uh, a, a, a journalist I follow on Twitter was was pointing out that um, uh, at the height of the uh, uh, AIDS crisis, AIDS was killing about fifty thousand Americans a year, and that was a huge, you know, terrible pandemic. So the and idea that's a, that that's COVID's fine year. now. That's actually- yeah. yeah, that's about the same as a flu year, although it's additive because it's flu and COVID people are dying on. Yeah. yeah. It's a little more than flu. Um, I think flu in a bad year is about 60,000. No, you looked it up so. last last show. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, it was, I, I, it was well, worse than the flu. It's not like it's not like million a million people a month or something like that, but it's still um, – it, it is It is much more worse deadly than, than, flu. than the flu. It's just not more deadly than – like car crashes or something, you know, like it's, it, <laughs> it's more deadly than, than the flu is in a typical year these days with a strain that is similar to what's already out there. Right. Uh, uh, a, a novel strain could be tremendously damaging and dangerous, yes. you know, yeah. like 105 and years none ago. Of it, <laughs> none of it is as damaging as gun violence for kiddos. Cause that's the number one cause of death now for little kids. Yep. Oh, cool. Gun violence. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I like to keep those things in perspective. So. That's thank you, Sue. So we've only got on that cheerful note. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, I just, uh, as oh far God. as the debt ceiling goes, like in terms of the political, you know, dogfighting, horse racy stuff. You know, I think on the whole, this is uh, uh, a win for the Biden White House, uh, but you know, I don't think there's any reason why Kevin McCarthy. Uh, can't and won't spend spin this as a victory for himself and the Republicans as well. Um, you know, it's a compromise. It's think, it's it's not what the the Biden Democrats did, really wanted to do, but you know, go ahead. I don't usually give Biden credit, but I think he did it on purpose. His whole stance about not negotiating when he himself used to negotiate when this came up in the past, I think his whole stance was, "Don't throw me in the briar patch." was because now Kevin McCarthy, his biggest claim was that he got Biden to negotiate. 
and it helped take this other stuff off the table. So I think I think Biden was a lot more savvy than we give him credit for. Lawrence he O'Donnell actually, was making the same argument on MSNBC, actually. It was pretty interesting. Oh, interesting. I would yeah, have yeah. preferred him we, to do that, but not take it to the line like this. Well, it was Congress who delayed. Yeah, I think I, I think there's I think there's a, a certain amount of this is this is how Congress right like like stuff done. Kevin McCarthy uh, <sighs> is hamstrung by the the loons at his back. So yeah, I, I yeah, and <clears throat> they should never take the debt ceiling hostage. I I agree with you guys. This is yeah. this is crazy making. Even with the Dems do um, it, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Either. I, I would say yeah. I would say going beyond that tit for tat uh, uh, battling or squabbling over who won and who lost. In the end, I I think I think President Biden made the right decision here. I think the Democrats are doing the right thing. There's stuff about it that really sucks, um, but in the end, the Republicans control the House of Representatives, and a budget can't be passed. The government cannot continue to function. Without an agreement between both both parts of the of the Congress and the president, just it can't, and we need the and government they, to function. Even though there just, are, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, it can, sort of continuing your point, and the budget that needs to be done for October is now subject to this framework. Yes, instead of it being a free for all. So I I agree with you that Biden Biden sort of set up a framework that protects his pet initiatives when McCarthy was actually going for a hostage taking. It's pretty it's pretty smart actually. So, I, yeah. I think um, just my two cents here, I Please. think it's less bad. Uh, it, it could have yes. been really, really bad. The Republicans were asking for really harmful things. Uh, and the, yes. the the White House was able to negotiate them down to kind of harmful things. So, yay! You know, like it's more. I have more problem with with McCarthy and the and the Republicans and in the House than I do with Biden with this. Um, yeah, because there was no. But in the end, this was a manufactured crisis. It did not have to happen. It did not, and I think I think the uh, yeah the you're central, right. We need to remember that it did not yeah. have to happen. None of this was required. And I think this is an accomplishment for President Biden in that he was coming into this from the perspective of uh, I have to help with the governance of this country. I have to help run the federal government. There's a it does a lot of things that people absolutely rely on that we need to have done. For all the flaws and weaknesses and the sometimes terrible things the government does as well, we still need the system to keep working. And he was committed to doing that and was focused on that. And I don't really get the impression that Mr. McCarthy really cared about that more than he cared about keeping the job as Speaker of the House. Yeah, no. Yep. I would, and I Biden would gave him some that. cover so he and it, and it, could have and some hard to, rights. Right. And it, so it's it's hard to actually do the job well when you're the only one trying to do it. <laughs> you know, when other people are actively trying to stop you. So. Yeah. I'm glad they threw Schumer out of the negotiations. That actually helped. 
they probably He's useless. Sorry, but I shouldn't say that about the other party. Not be leader anymore. Anyway, we could go off on that, but <laughs> we can do that next week. Uh, maybe we can get one of your Republican friends on to help us do it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I guess that'll do it tonight for Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and the always delightful OK Asia at midnight. Uh, We got a podcast of this show you can listen to starting tomorrow morning, and we have a repeat broadcast Monday afternoons at 4. Please listen to us all over again. And so, yeah, that's it from us. Good night or afternoon if it's Monday. Bye. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.